You hit the jackpot with that deal. How did you know when to get out? <laughs> it's a secret. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. So you know what to do. You know how we do it around here. I want you to stick with me and join me on the flip as I talk about where to be when wisdom bestows gifts. I'll see you on the flip. Okay, so this show is called Wisdom Smack, and I am a lover of wisdom. And I think of myself kind of like as a practical priestess of wisdom, if I may say so. And so I thought, you know, let me try to make sure that I am sharing the wisdoms that I receive and that I've observed and uh, that I'm gleaning. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I probably need to really just talk about uh, some of the things that have shaped my relationship with wisdom over the years. Now, if you're one of my ride or dies who've been with me since the beginning, you've heard me talk about in reference many times growing up how my grandmother would sometimes, if we became a little too rambunctious running around and everything, she'd make us go sit in the living room. And that's where the aquarium and the bookshelves were with all the big different books. So a lot of times I would go when, when it was that time to collect our thoughts, as she liked to call it, I would get either one of the encyclopedias or the big family Bible. And I'm talking about that big one that will take you out if it falls on you. And so I would get it and I would like to look at all the pictures in there. And one of my favorite books was Proverbs. And so the first chapter of Proverbs became one of my go-tos. And, and, and I didn't realize at the time, but that I was attracted to wisdom and I was attracted to wisdom's call. And so today, if you'll permit me now, like I said, I'm not touting any kind of religion or politics or any of that kind of stuff because we keep this simple here. We talk about wisdom and how to live a life that's fulfilling for you. So however you want to look at it, that's fine. Um, I'm just going to read it to set up what I want to talk to you about today with regards to wisdom, her calling, her uh, giftings, and uh, some other things because she leaves clues. And I think this is one of them, of the many that Sophia has left for us, aka wisdom. Okay, here it is. So in the first chapter of Proverbs, I'm going to read, uh, yeah, I'm going to read uh, verses 20 through 22. Okay, so here we go. Uh, it says, Winsome cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the end of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. How long, oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? Now, the good thing is, is you are a listener of this podcast. God bless you, darlings. Thank you, dumplings. I appreciate that. And so I'm going to take a wild guess and say that you love wisdom. And that's why you can you continue to listen. And so I wanted to give you a little insight. Okay, so I was uh, meditating the other day. And I almost didn't do this podcast. Uh, but I was meditating the other day. And I was like, you know, uh, maybe I don't mention this. Um 
But the way it came about was I was doing some research for a company um, that I work with and trying to give them some positioning and forecasting advice. And I had a wisdom smack. And that wisdom smack was this verse. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I I haven't, you know, had, you know, wisdom smack like that in a while. So, of course, I pulled the verse out and I meditated on it. And it was like, wow, okay, I see this. And uh, it totally tied in to what I had been researching. So, it's funny to me that wisdom gives you some locations where she'll be. And it says, wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she ri- she raises her voice. And this is the part that really got me. It, she, it says that at the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. And meditating on that, I was like, hmm, that is really something, especially based on uh, the research that I have been doing for this company. So I'm going to just break it down a little bit for you, okay? Um <laughs> The, and the reason why I'm I'm giggling is because uh, wisdom will talk to you any anywhere and use anything to get the lesson across if you're open to it. So I was thinking about Bugs Bunny the other day, and you know, of course, we think of what's up, Doc, and we always think of him chomping on his carrot uh, between his gags and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things I learned. Um, through this wisdom smack that I got uh, and was looking at a Buzz, Bugs Bunny clip was that Bugs Bunny exhibited one of the, the virtues of wisdom. And that was he knew where to be at the right time to get, get the drop on someone or get the benefits of wisdom and knowledge. He was always able to get there and tap on somebody's shoulder and ask them, you know, what's up, Doc, especially when they were trying to do him harm or he was able to already be in a place before someone got there. And it was it was kind of like, wow, wisdom is all over the place trying to show us where to be, how to be, to benefit from her. So at the entrance, at the head, uh, that speaks of being someplace before stuff pops off. If I, you know, if I can, you've, you'll allow me to use some colloquialisms here. Uh, being ahead of the peak. And so that's where I want to talk about. I'm just going to cut to the chase. The best place to be when you want to benefit from wisdom, when she's bestowing gifts, is you want to be in front of the peak, in front of the crowd. All right. Now, I'm going to just say this. A lot of people in business and all of this kind of stuff, they always talk about the people being, you know, out front. And they talk about how the first um, people always either get chopped down um, from the enemies in front of them. And a lot of times they end up with arrows in their back from the people behind them. And I like what Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban says. He says, I don't care about that. He says, that's why I wear a tough vest. And I was like, good for you, Mark. I, I like that. I, I'm going to use that. And so even though you run the risk of exposure from the front and the back, it's probably the best place to be if you're trying to benefit from wisdom. Because Bugs Bunny and so many others, um, and I know Bugs Bunny is a cartoon, y'all, so don't, don't, don't 
don't think I'm making light of this, but what I will say is because of his impeccable timing and knowing where to be, even if it was uh, he should have taken a left at Albuquerque, you know, it, it always still rings true to me. I mean, okay, so I was thinking of this this one where uh, Daffy Duck was with him and he ends up in this cave and Daffy's like, this is not wherever they were supposed to be. And he says, ah, uh, yeah, I think I probably should have taken a left at Albuquerque. And then they pan out and he, they're both in this cave, but there are all these jewels in the cave. And, you know, so times like that always. And I was like, that is just so like wisdom. She finesses her stuff, you know, and gives you signs all around. So let's get into this nitty gritty because I've got some stuff for y'all today about how to get in front of the peak so that you will be able to have a position where you are poised to succeed. All right. Okay. So what is a peak? P-E-A-K. Uh, well, a peak is when something is at its absolute finest, best quality. And then after that point, uh, it will fall off or degrade. So it's the peak of ripeness. All right. And so when we position to benefit from wisdom, we want to be in front of it. We don't want to be on it. We want to be in front of it. So how do you find the peak? Now, I'm going to take you guys through a few things that I had to learn on the job working in corporate America when I was doing um, forecasting and predictive uh, um, historical uh, analysis. And I'm not going to, you know, make it all complex. I'm just going to break it down like this. And that is when you're wanting to look for a peak, you want to look for a shift. Sometimes it can be a paradigm shift or sometimes it'll just be a shift in direction of uh, attention, of data, of sales or whatever. Whatever it is that you're into, this can be for your business, this can be for your love life, this can be for your household, for your children, whatever, okay? And um, looking uh, for a peak means that you want to look for a shift, and a shift is usually indicated by a large movement of numbers or people or actions, okay? That is going to normally signify, and I always say normally because I don't like to say anything is all the time. I don't like to say anything is categorical because as soon as you say that, an outlier will happen. Okay, but when you start to see that big shift happen, that's your peak, okay? And you'll know that it's there because everybody will be talking about it. It will be top of head, tip of tongue, where there will be a lot of buzz around it. And, uh, you know, so think about the latest diet craze. If it is a diet craze and it is getting covered by mass media, uh, it has a proliferation of group, Facebook groups, it and uh, your timelines are inundated with the uh, sales pitches for it, it's probably at its peak and it's too late for you to uh, get the benefits of wisdom bestowing gifts on you. Because remember, what did she say? First of all, she said, I'm going to go out in the streets. Now, if wisdom is crying aloud in the street and she's always she's already saying nobody's listening to her, that means that it's not a lot of people where she is. 
She says she even goes in the markets to raise her voice. That means nobody can hear her in there. And then she says that she heads to the head of the noisy street and cries out at the entrance of the city gate. And so people can't see her because they don't know how to leave where everybody else is. They don't know how to leave and break off from the crowd. Everybody is me too, monkey see, monkey do. And so wisdom is not necessarily at the peak. She is always before it. So if you see where everybody is at a place, that means that's the peak. And that means that you need to follow wisdom. So how do we start to identify after we have figured out what the peak is, we want to know where wisdom is moving, where the uh, the beginning of a, of a new peak is, is going to be. Um, and so this part is something that you probably already know, but I'm going to just say it. So if you already know this part, just bear with me, okay? What you do or what I uh, do is once you have a peak, you want to look for two specific groups. In our society, in a a Western capitalized society, I'm not going to make assumptions for globally because I I can't speak on what I don't specifically know. But in um, our Western capitalist society, uh, people are broken down into four groups. And these groups are, are based on how they take to change and how, how, um, uh, averse or a accepted, uh, accepting of change they are. So the first group, and I'll just tell you all four. So the first group is your early adapters. Your second group is actually, it makes up the majority and is split in two. So the, the, the second group after early adapter is going to be early majority. And then the third group is going to be late majority. And then the last group is going to be the laggards. Now, the early adapters, they are risk takers, they love adventure, they love to be different, and they uh, love to uh, be ahead of everybody else. They love to be first, okay? They like the cool factor. The early majority, they like to take advantage and and get an advantage before everybody else figures out. So they uh, like to get some type of feedback to make sure that something is sustainable and that it's not a flash in a pan. And so that's why they come after the early adapters who have taken most of those arrows in the front and the back and live to tell about it where whatever it is is sustainable. And so the early adapters will move into it because it offers a great opportunity and some type of advantage. Then you have your late majority and they come in after the buzz of the early majority starts to reach them. Uh, And then the laggers, the laggers normally only come uh, because whatever it is they're doing has become obsolete and they either can't get the resources to do it or they don't have the support system to continue to uh, live that way or use those types of things, you know. So like, for instance, phones, Um, a laggard, a lot of times when it comes to technology, they are luddites. You know, they don't like technology or they don't like to change technology as fast as technology requires them to change, you know, so there's that. All right, so now that we've got those, the way you want to find 
how to get to where wisdom is in those streets and at the head of uh, the street at the city gate where everybody else is with the crowd is you want to watch the early adapters and move with the first group of the early majority. And it's not that hard. The way to do that is to understand that early adapters leave clues and they leave clues of where they've been and where they're going uh, in forums, think tanks, um, equipment swaps, um, YouTube channels, emerging lingo that comes out. And they can be stealthy because they are a close-knit group with spe- uh, specialities that are not mainstream. And so they sometimes they're even considered underground. Um, but like I said before, you can suss them out. If you have a hard time doing that, then there is another a way that I like to say in addition to confirm that that's where you need to be going. As I said before, early adapters, they are all about advantages and getting in before uh, everybody shows up so that they can establish and uh, grow their market share or their dominance or whatever it is. Take advantage, okay? And so they are uh, really good at buzz. They are really good at uh, talking Uh, amongst themselves about emerging markets, emerging things. So that's a keyword you can look for, emerging. And they even have online, they have um, places that you can go to. If it's technology, you can go to Mashable Technorati. If if it's uh, social, you can go to BuzzFeed. And um, at the time of this writing, you guys, because these these places change. If you want to know culturally, you can go to TikTok. Uh, and uh, Instagram and YouTube. And I could just go on and on and on. But these are the places where the early majority are going to actually start telegraphing to each other what's hot, what's popping, and what you need to get in on before everybody catches up. So once you identify um, the clues that the early adapters leave and the buzz that the early mainstream Uh, starts to have, that means that that's where you probably need to be. All right. So in order to um, take advantage of this, you want to get ready. And when I say get ready, that means that you want to study what's going on and what people are doing. And you want to make sure that you are um, not using the wrong type of approach in your thinking. And that brings me to something that I covered in another uh, podcast of Zeitgeist Battles, where I talked about generational patterns. And you know, I'm always talking about patterns, right? And so with this one, uh, this is kind of like on a macro level. And again, that's why why at the time I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about this because I normally try to stick to the micro level that deals with the individual. But this is more on the global side. So permit me to just talk a little bit about this again. So with generational patterns, at any given time, we have about four generations alive, sometimes a few stragglers from a fifth. 
and they move in cycles. So let me just hit this real quick, quick since this is a review. So the four generations you have would be revolutionary. These are the people who overturn all previous generational ideas, values, and they create their own and they create a true revolution. Then after them comes the preservation generation. And what they do is they try to make the rev- the, the previous generation's uh, revolution sane and rational and they try to preserve it. Then after them come the conservative generation who is far enough removed from the uh, revolutionary generation to have lost touch with it. And what they do is they always want to return to what they think is safe and conservative um, and keeping all the crazy <laughs> in the past. But after them comes the gener- uh, the crisis generation. And this generation becomes sick of the complacency and stagnation that um, rises up in a conservative generation. And they become unhappy with the situation they've inherited. And thus, that's why they're called the crisis generation. Uh, A generation right now is between 20 and 22 years. But in certain uh, sectors, industries, and things, your generations can be way shorter. Okay? And so I'm telling you this so that you can understand what generation is driving things. And I will just cut to the chase. Always try to figure out what the crisis generation is doing in your particular area of expertise, because they are going to be the ones who dictate what it looks like to be in front of the peak. Because they have unrest and they are the incubator for what's to come. And and the reason why I say that is because they are the last generation before it resets to another revolutionary generation. And what they're saying right now is in our current world, the millennial generation is our crisis generation. That is why they are driving so many changes. That is why banks, uh, uh, the diamond and and engagement industries, uh, the credit card industries, housing industries, all of these industries have been upended because they are not behaving the way people have been used to. And thus, you have to look at what they're doing because they are the ones ushering in uh, the next generation of revolution where things are going to totally change. So if you watch what the crisis generation is doing, observe them, learn and, and, and grow and get prepared so that when the revolutionary generation happens, you'll already be in place to ride that long wave of um of uh success of wisdom for having been prepared to be ahead of the curve so that you can benefit from all this stuff and the thing that i i want to say about this also is that um when you look at getting in front of the peak it's not just to benefit uh from Uh, things financially. People who have learned how to be in front of the peak have been some of the greatest world leaders, legacy generators, uh, people who have changed the world. And so uh, 
when you are able to get into this place, wisdom not only bestows gifts of financial gain a lot of times, she comes with gifts of purpose-driven life of fulfillment. So you usually can find your purpose when you are in this place. And that is, to me, a better reason for uh, getting into this position so that you will be there when wisdom calls and bestows the gift. Uh, in the Laws of Human Nature uh, by Robert Greene, he talks now, the book before the before this one was Mastery, where he talked about creating and doing things. But in this particular book, The Laws of Human Nature, he talks about the zeitgeist. He talks about the generations and he talks about these movements. And I'm gonna I'm gonna drop his link in the in the show notes. Uh, but the thing that I, I really want to say is not only about the people, uh, I also want to talk a little bit about the overall um, environment as well. Okay, so we've talked about the people, but there's also you have to get prepared and understand your environment too if you're going to take advantage of getting in front of this peak and getting in the prime position for wisdom to bestow you with gifts. And I'm just going to say it now. I said in another podcast that I was going to start uh, learning how to play Generations by Sid Meier's. And I did some research and I'm like I said, I'm putting it out into the atmosphere. This will be like my first game that I've ever really attempted. And so I think, I, not I think, I've doing, um, whittled it down that I want a Nintendo Switch and I want to play this game on this Nintendo Switch. So Universe, I've said it out loud. I want that. And I want the civilization, the latest civilization game. Okay. So, and the reason why I say that is because I've been um, looking at it and uh, learning so much of wisdom uh, for things that you have to take into account. And it's kind of like um, I have these two books that um, I have fused. <laughs> Excuse me, you guys. I am so sorry. Um, I have these two books. Forgive me, but y'all know I do these in one take and I am not, I don't know how to edit this out. So forgive me for that sneeze. But these two books that I kind of like have taken things and smushed them together. And uh, one of them is um, the uh, book Play Bigger. I've talked about that one before. And then the other one, like I said before, is The Laws of Human Nature. Now, in Play Bigger, he talks about being a category designer, and this is in regards to uh, market share and being a big player uh, in your category and owning it and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and then he also talks about how to harvest. Uh, and I'm like, those are really good, but my my critique, if I, if I may, uh, is that the movement from design to harvest is a little light in the book. And so because of that, that's where my attention went. And so I looked at, yes, I totally get how you want to design uh, your space. And I totally get how you want to harvest. Uh, but there also needs to be seed time, planting, and nurturing. And in getting ready to be in front of the peak, uh, that's this whole process needs to take into be taken into account now because you can you know you know how to plant a seed you know how to nurture it um, and you know how to design I'm going to just quickly um, hone in on the harvest part all right and 
I'm taking that in regards to what I've been learning from the the civilization game. And I like that uh, the civilization game has this thing called 4X. And that 4X means to explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. And uh, when you are getting yourself prepared to harvest, to take not advantage of, but to reap the benefits of being in the right place at the right time for wisdom, you need to uh, do some things. And those things are you need to check for power. Don't come into something blinded or uh, and thinking that you are the only one doing something because you might come up against established power that uh, believes that they have ownership. And the last thing you want to do is get into some type of war for power and uh, lose your position that you've worked so hard to get into. The next thing is is don't ignore technological advances. Technological advances have always been important and not just in our time. Throughout history, they've always been important. So make sure you understand them. Then the next thing is, is get a good grasp on any kind of cultural significance around whatever area you are in or industry you're in or time of your life you're in of being in front of the peak. And then last but not least, make sure you understand the civics and the government around what you're doing. And with regards to that, to explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate, uh, exploring means that you're doing all the things I just said. Expanding on those means that you choose something that can be scalable if possible, meaning it can grow and you're not painting yourself into a corner. Now, for exploit and exterminate, I don't look at that as anything bad. I'm simply going to say to exploit it is to be very creative with it and to exterminate, take away all the stuff that doesn't uh, bode you well or or help you to progress. All right, and so. With all of that, I have uh, covered a lot. Um, And what I will say is when you have done all of these things and figured out how to be in front of the peak, not too far out there, you know, because you don't you don't want to be out there by yourself, uh, but you want to be right in front of the peak. Wisdom will show up and you will hear hear her call and she will bestow gifts on you. But that is where you want to be, in front of the peak. That's where wisdom resides. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I sure do thank you for y'all's sneezing and all. (laughs) This has been Michelle Spiber with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. So thank you so much. Uh, Don't forget to use our Amazon link. Check the show notes for any uh, links as well. And uh, Amazon link, Michelle Spiva. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.